You're listening to the Bathtub Refinishing Podcast. Powered by Bathtub Guys Refinishing. We discuss the refinishing industry, interview owners and operators, and give tips to business owners and entrepreneurs. Now, here's your host, Daniel Montalvo. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Bathtub Refinishing Podcast. So today we have another guest. This is Jack from Hooked on Refinishing. How's it going, everybody? So, um, you know, Jack came over here to, to be on the show. We have uh, Carlos back at it. Unfortunately, Jonathan couldn't make it today, but that's okay. Uh, we'll probably do another one with him. It's going to be, uh, you know, some different takes and stuff. But I want to start with you, Jack, because I asked this question to everybody. I know we all have different walks of life, so... How did you get into the bathtub refinishing industry? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. Um, so I got out of the military in 2018, and uh, I went and worked at a marina for a little bit, bartended a little bit, trying to find what works for me. No luck. No luck with the ladies, you know, just that whole, um, you know, just like life obstacle. And then I got into um, painting at a marina, and I started painting boats and stuff like that. So it was pretty cool. I got to, to understand how fiberglass works, prep work works. Um, and I wasn't getting paid enough. I was driving 45 minutes to Port Canaveral, so I was like, okay, I need to change something up. So I looked for uh, a job that paid well, and I seen an ad for bathtub refinishing at Miracle Method. And uh, oh. they are saying $24 an hour, so I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to hop on this. And this was uh, two years ago. So uh, I went and put my application in, talked to Tim. He's a great guy, super awesome. Um, got working in with them for about six months, but how the process started was – give you two weeks of training, throw you right into a truck. You're on your own. Yep. And uh, after about three months of uh, showing consistent work, he'll, he'll like, let you take the truck home, do all that stuff. Um, I started to love it. I was uh, doing great. I was doing good work. Um, I was always trying to look for the next job. There's a lot of incentives. Yeah. And so uh, I, I got a passion for it. I ended up uh, trying to talk to him about, like, uh, maybe where I can come in to maybe – maybe open up shop somewhere south or something like that. Um, he wasn't having, he's just like, I just need employees right now. So I was like, okay, uh, no, not a problem. Um, two weeks later, he ends up firing me. So I was like, oh, okay, uh, what am I going to do? Uh, I looked for another bathtub refinishing place, found one within two days. Uh, the refinishing guys worked for them, all commercial. Very quick, quick prep. Nothing different than what you're used way to. Way right? different. I'm doing instead of doing one quality tub in a day, I'm doing yeah. three, four tubs in a day. So I'm like, okay, this is insane. I'm um, doing like lots of like work for like atrium management, management companies, like selling like hotels. Mm-hmm. Um, but the prep work was not as good. It was a lot quicker. Material wasn't as good. Um, so uh, callbacks were were coming in. Um, he he was on a, a verge of. Uh, I would say uh, trying to re- relocate as well and trying to expand, um, but he kept he kept losing this one guy that kept not showing up. He ended up uh, basically losing me, uh, working on his own, uh, trying to get all of his capital back, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, I needed to do something, so I sprayed cars for probably about two weeks. And uh, they said, "Oh, dude, you're doing great." I was working at Mako, uh, spraying cars. Damn, mm-hmm. bro. Hey, I, yeah. I paint cars, man. Paint cars. So I, I, I kind of did all things. Boats, tubs, cars. Awesome. And then uh, at that two-week All mark, things refinishing. All <laughs> things refinishing, right? Yeah, so to finish up, though, I uh, as soon as uh, I was done like on my second week, he's like, hey, we're going to have to let you go. And I'm like, why is that? They're like, well, we got a guy that's already qualified to spray cars coming from Sebastian in this area, so we're going to 
have to put him here. And I was like, no problem. Didn't know what to do, right? Pulled out a credit card, maxed that thing out, $7,000, got all tools, parts, materials, uh, put an ad out for like 200 bucks, and then posted one of my pictures in my, my Facebook group. And, uh, I, and I was scheduled out the next month. My first job, I, I did great, and it was just – Picked up from there. Up the, Damn. There. Yeah, dude. First off, congratulations. Yeah, bro, congratulations. Thanks. That sounds like one of the best successful startup companies I've ever heard yet. So. Yeah, so I've only been doing this for two years. I've been in business for a year and a half, so I only sprayed tubs for six months. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Those are great numbers, by the way. Thanks, thanks. Yeah, so I, it's, it's been a roller coaster, but, I mean, I feel like I'm in a position now to where I can make better moves, better decisions, expand, so. That's yeah. like the fucking... We talk about risk and reward all the time and, you know, how people, a lot of these people we see in these groups, and I know a lot of them are going to be listening to these now, especially because we're more active on them and we're posting. Um, Shout out RC, huh? Yeah, for real. And, and the career finishing contractors groups. But a lot of these guys, man, they don't want to take that fucking leap. They want to go the safe way, the way that they understand. And, and, bro, that's nobody has ever been successful and been comfortable taking the fucking risk. It doesn't exist. Absolutely. And I've, I've noticed that when people get put in a corner, you kind of figure out who someone is. Exactly. You know, they can either get real aggressive, angry, or they can turn that, that into, pressure. into something. You know, pressure creates either a diamond or breaks a, a, or a breaks brittle rock. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. exactly. So. And you got to, bro, you got to buy into it. You got to sip the fucking Kool-Aid. You got to fucking, you got to believe in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, how are you going to expect other people to take you serious? Absolutely. You know, for a long time, and this is something that's controversial in the fucking groups. There was a whole thing about this, but like, I want to be the fucking biggest one in the area, right? And I want, I want people to perceive my brand with quality and with high price. I don't give a fuck. I want to be the premium refinishing company. You want it all. And, and, you know, I put my fucking price out there. And I know there's people in town that are cheaper. And this is controversial in those fucking Facebook groups. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, you people. And I get people. Like, you can go about it anyway. But I think it says something that I'm willing to put that out there. And, like, tell people. Like, for less than four ninety five, just don't call me. Yeah. Like, that's what that says to, to a prospect. Um, but it took a while to get there, right? You know, uh, a lot of the times I, I, I would think like, oh, yeah, well, I want to be the best. But if, you know, the best guy in town isn't charging $240 because you can't deliver high quality at that, at that price. No, but it cancels a lot of rejection when you put your price out there. That's true. If you true. put your price out there, people are going to see that. They're not going to message you if they're mm -hmm. like, oh, I only want to pay 350 Exactly. You know, so. And that, that's one of the things that I, like, I believe in. Like a lot of people think, and I, I, I disagree, but a lot of people, their argument is, well, more people call because they don't know the price and they want to find it out. And I kind of disagree with that. The reason I disagree with it is, yeah, you're going to have more people calling, but not the right kind of people. Mm -hmm. Because if someone's budget is just 200, like they're like, that's it. That's all they have. They're not going to call a refinishing company to come do a tub. Well, even here's the thing. If you're not advertising price, bro, you could be the best salesman on the planet. If they only have 200, they only have 200. Mm -hmm. So like, why would you waste your time is my point. Exactly. But, but I look, there's different ways to go about it. Price ranges. You, you don't have to put an exact price. I get it. But you know, my tactic has been I put 495 out there and everyone comes in assuming, hey, I see that your price is 495 and it's only up from there. Yeah. I was telling you before this and you know this. How often are we really doing 495 jobs? Not really that often. They're usually <laughs> they're usually in the 500s and up. 
Yeah. Well, the tub that uh, Seth did yesterday, six fifty. And it was yeah yeah exactly. <laughs> like we, we, we're we're over there. If we're if we're doing repairs and stripping. It's it could be up to the seven hundreds if they're doing a tub strip and they want non skid. It's seven ten. Oh yeah. Like uh, it, it it's up there. Let me add to this also. It's tax season, people. Do not lower your prices. Yeah. Raise them up, please. Especially if you're busy. Oh, yeah. Do yourself a favor. It is tax season, and it will be for the next three months. Raise your prices. Because even at those prices, he's booked out. Yeah. He's booked out. Yep. Which means I'm booked out. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, no, for real. Um, Don't don't be that guy. You're... You're doing yourself a, a horrible disservice by doing that. You're, you're spending more on material. You're stressing out more. Like, doesn't it feel better when you charge 500 bucks on a tub and you walk away, you're like, I just charged 500 bucks on a and, tub. And one of the reasons that I like advertising price is because I operate my business off of this. This is one of the biggest takeaways. It You could fit it into your business however you see fit. But I run my business off the mantra of what would the customer want? Yep. If I was the customer and I saw someone, let, let's say my budget is 500 because I'm the ideal customer, right? And I see tub reglazing for 500 and I see someone that says call for a quote. Who am I calling? Probably the one for 500. Yeah, because it, it, like the, it's speaking directly to the ideal person. Absolutely. Um, and I run my business like that. The content that I make, what did I tell you? Make what you would want to watch. You want more people like you. Exactly. Because... You understand quality. You understand that quality isn't cheap. You want your customers to be like you. Absolutely. And, and, and all these things, to me, are the difference maker. Whereas, like, okay, a miracle method. This is something that George brought up in the group, and I think it's a good point. Like, look, miracle method doesn't, doesn't advertise price. But also, miracle method has hundreds of franchises. Like, they're not, they're not exactly hurting for work. But what, what bothers me is when the solo refinisher in town is struggling and out of desperation goes and does a tub for 200 bucks. When in reality, all that's doing is costing him money. That's just the fucking truth and stress and Absolutely. stress. And I've, I've noticed that miracle method they advertise in a, like a strict location too, and mm-hmm. it'll go out to the entire nation. So I'll see it come from Texas, uh-huh. an ad come from Texas coming here to Florida. So I've seen that too, actually. And, and it helps out the miracle method in the area because they're just going to look up miracle method locally. Yep. So that's they're like smart. Free, that's free ads. Yeah. yeah. That is free smart. Ad. Actually, if you think yeah. about it, that works out for them. And yeah. they've been what? Seventies. What was it, the 70s? 79. 79, yeah. That's, I mean, a, that's long a long time to be around. Man, I can only imagine what they were using then. <sighs> they were using uh, pressure siphon feds. Oh, man. Actually, speaking of. Wall paint. Yeah, yeah wall paint. They're like, hey, hey it's a high gloss. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, totally random. What uh, What is your equipment that you like to use? Yeah, so I I top the line always. So, <laughs> yeah, okay. so I use the, the Graco uh, Edge 2 Plus. Okay. okay. So I, I have four of them now. So nice. the reason why I have four was I was sending my my uh, my guns to CJ Spray whenever the packing would have like a little problem leak. with it, a little leak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I didn't know how Happens. to fix it. So I'm um, like, hey, let me send it to them. 150 bucks. They send it back. Nice. It's all pressure clean. Brand new. Brand new. Yeah. So it felt nice uh, when the winter hit. There was a bad blizzard over there, and I wasn't able to get my gun in time. So I had to order it. And then once I got done ordering that gun, this gun crapped on me, and I needed that gun for multi <laughs> So I bought two, and then I got the other two fixed. Now I got four guns. That's good. So now I'm in That's a good, good spot. But I use the um, Pro Comp 7.0. Yep. Great go. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I know exactly what you have. I, I, I myself, I've always been a 
I'm versatile. Like I spray everything: cars, cabinets, tubs. Yep. You know, even things that you shouldn't spray. I probably. Spray. Oh, I see, and it looks great. <laughs> thank you, thank <laughs> yeah, you. Man. Um, so I always needed right off rip the strongest turbine system you could have so i went naturally with the cap, cap spray 115 which is the only six stage well not anymore apollo actually just recently started doing a six stage that's my next buy shout out apollo um and then uh but before that dude i was using a three stage tub and man doing tub and tiles were so slow so you're like it was torture oh I now it's like you're like you got full control and you can go really quick with it so in and out in and out yeah something i wanted to talk to you both about is you guys are both using the white bond primer yeah yep. the crosslink right crosslink <sighs> and that's the mm3 yeah Love it. uh it, it, it's it's a similar thing they're both saline based although miracle method doesn't say exactly what it is i like i said my theory is that it's just not catalyzed i think it's the same shit also i don't think it's a coincidence that it's called mm3 and this other thing is called crosslink three that's kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. A little tongue-in-cheek, I think. You know, yeah. you know the, there are companies that sell in mass holes, and then people just buy them. Well, it, it, if, yeah, and we know that because, like, even my top coat, I buy it private label, and it's not for, like, the refinishers. All refinishers know where products are coming from. It's for the fucking handyman who might be looking around to see, like, oh, what is it? What are they using? So I can fucking undercut them. Like, that's what <laughs> I care about. Yeah, that's uh, th- But those are the same jackasses that don't even bother Googling what professionals use. So, but anyway... Uh, we know that a lot of these manufacturers offer private labeling. And if they're both buying it from an industrial supplier, it would make more sense just from a shelf stable point of view to have it not be catalyzed already because it will probably like uh, Crosslink can only be, it has a one year shelf life after it's open. Yeah, after it's open. But if you don't get it, you know, if it's not catalyzed and you ma- you're mixing it yourself every time you use it, well then. Yeah. Life, life expectancy is a lot longer. So. Yeah. So this is this is actually what I like to do with Crosslink. If it's just a tub, I wipe it. Yeah. But if it's a tub and tile, I was wiping it. It, it was actually longer than I would have just sprayed it. So now I have a gun dedicated just to the Crosslinker. Uh, I use the amazing, awesome Amazon dog poop bags, and I put it on my cup. It it works awesome for the PPS system, bro. Yeah, yeah. Do you use a PPS system? I do. Perfect. Yeah, dude. Perfect. You want to save a shit ton of money on liners, bro? Oh, yeah. Dog poop bags. I got this fucking tip from Danny from Alliance Reglazing in California. Shout out Danny from Alliance. Bro, this man, he has 10 crews. He knows his his stuff, bro. And they only use PPS. And he was like, bro, you want to save some money on liners? Use these fucking dog poop bags. It's like $11 for like 50 rolls. Brother, I've used the same liner and lid. For over a month. Yep. Stop it, dude. I, yep. I swear. Well, it's gotten expensive. You know yeah, this. Oh, yeah. PPS is I used to buy it for 65 bucks. Now it's like 99 The attachment for the PPS cup, the, the attachment 18. that goes to the gun, it went from $35. Now it's $79. Yes. They're no longer creating them. Yep. CJ Spray. What? Yep. CJ Spray now makes an exact replica of it, and that's what they're selling it for, 79 bucks. Now, yeah. which one do you use, the Olds one or the 2.0? Not sure, honestly. If it doesn't say 2.0, you're probably using the old one, which is fine. Everyone's still using the old one, but the 2.0 is supposed to be a lot better. I, myself, I'm buying the S18 tip, which, thank you. I I, I need to order it. They're hard to Um, find. They are hard to find, bro. They really are. I've bought three tips so far, and they were all wrong, and I couldn't get my money back, so I'm like $60 deep now. And uh, but I finally found the right one. Thank you, Danny. And uh, and I'm going to order that one. And what I like about that one is... Has this ever happened to you from a technical side? Has your gun ever popped off? 
Has that ever happened to you? So it happened to me when I worked at Miracle Method. It never happened. So all my problems, the trials and tribulations, happened to the yes, other companies. Yes, that's, that's good. Great. That's so, great. Yeah, yeah. Recently, it just happened to me again. It hasn't Oof. happened to me in a couple of years. Yeah. But when it did, it was after I got done finishing. It was on a, it was on a walk-in shower slash sink. I was done with everything. And what I like to do for walk-in showers, if they're very long, I prep the entire floor. And then once I'm done with the walls, I rip off the floor and then I do the That's floor. That's what I do. Yep. It, I feel it's just so much better. The finish comes out so much better on the floor. I'm, I'm trying to get quality finish. So I do everything. I rip off the floor. I go to shoot the floor and I, I just jiggle it too much. And it was already not perfectly centered. And right when I go like this, the pressurized, the pressurized hose the cup fell off, so it was just the the cup. It was exposed, and all the pressurized just go oh. and literally shot all on the. I I was like, <laughs> all right, so let me grab a rag real quick. I immediately just went on to wipe the entire thing down, and I had to easier spray easier sanding again. process once yes. you do that. I think it's, I'm not just gonna walk away from that. I but, know what would happen, and you and that. you know what you know what sucked. It was a strip. So oh, it was man. a strip. I literally mechanically sanded that entire oh, thing God. that day. So if I was going to do that again, I was like, fuck that. I'm staying here an extra two hours. I'm wiping everything down, and I'm just going to do it again. And I, I did. I was there till like 12 at night, but. <laughs> hey, it's worth it, man. It's worth it. Yeah, I don't want to come back. Came, like, came out good? Yeah, no, it came out perfect. Came nice. out perfect. You know, it's funny. The only thing that person complained about was the grouting on the floor. Oh, yeah. Which had nothing to do with us. They they couldn't tell the difference. Like, that yeah. was perfect. Great. <laughs> we, we, we've been having some fucking trials and tribulations with fucking grout bro what do you do with grout lines you just like caulk them so no uh it depends um since i am a one-man team uh, uh if if the grout is horrible and i know i'm gonna have to do grout i'll do grout the day before or okay. i'll get a faster drying grout okay right there you go they there have like go. a 30 minute drying grout and uh i'll basically rip up all the old stuff re-grout re it and then caulk it clean it do everything i gotta do and then spray it comes out great yesterday uh we had so we hired a gentleman he's like 50 Mm -hmm. He's been doing this shit since like the, the dawn of time, <laughs> but uh, uh, he, he's he's doing pretty well and everything with the glazing. But uh, we had him teach the guys how to do grout, like the one that's not mixed already. Yeah, uh, and and it dried and everything on time yesterday, and the shit came out clean. So hopefully he sprayed it in one day. Yeah, yeah. Um, I used a grout that uh, George told me to use uh, in the group. He told me like this specific one from my, my pie or whatever. That like Mape? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, said yeah, yeah. There's a specific one that he recommends because he says that it hazes up in like ten minutes. Good. And then after that it'll like dry enough. He's like, you'll see that it's dry. It'll look a little chalky. He's like, just do your final wipe to yep. get the little chalkiness off and just spray it. Yeah. That's the thing with grouting. Um it leaves a lot of chalk behind. You have to give it good wipes before you spray it. About four or five different types yeah. times too. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, what I do is like I'll keep a hot water bucket because the 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 hot water actually makes it dry quicker. And then I just have towels, and I'll like I'll do a pass, throw away the towel, get a new towel, go in there. I I just do not want it to go back, and then I'm constantly changing the water. You need to use sponges. I think sponges will be a best bet. Sponges is better, actually. Yeah, when I don't have the sponge around, and I always have rags, so I kind of end up. Over it. But yes, you're right for, for sure. For they, tile, for sure. They have these double ones that has a microfiber on one side. Yep. And then the yep. sponge on the other. Those are great also. And then, mm -hmm. like, great also. when you're doing the haze, the microfiber sponge is, like, the best duo. Because it's, like, those microfibers trap that freaking stuff. Yeah. And it, it does, like, a super clean wipe. It does. But, it does. But, yeah. So, we, we've been doing that. We've I don't know, man. Like, we never used to do grout, but 
even he can tell you, like last year, the number of complaints was minuscule. only grow. But but it's minuscule. Like now this year, like towards like the I would say the last six months, tail end of last year, early this year, it's just been like that's all people complain about. Yeah, grout lines. It's not like, the finish, just yeah. the grout line, which has nothing to do with us. But basically, what we we've just decided we're just going to charge a little bit more. If we have to let them know, we'll let them know. But we're just going to go ahead and take care of it. Yeah. So I, I've kind of I myself have been doing this dabbling back and forth. If the grout is really really bad. Um, I won't do cross linker. I'll actually do, uh, resin. Uh, I'll do resin spray. Um, and what I like about resin spray is once you spray it, it's so easy to pinpoint all the grouting areas. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, with the old, um, Midwest primer, which I rarely use anymore, but when it's tub and tiles, I just kind of end up doing that. And by doing that, it's just so easy to see it. And like, if it's not a lot, the caulking is perfectly fine, especially on unsanded grout. You're not going to tell the difference. Absolutely. Um, do you guys caulk before you spray? So I'll caulk before I spray. If I've missed ever anything, um, DAP uh, high gloss white matches perfectly with our top coat, which is what we use China white, right? China white. So yeah. it matches perfectly. It, it just use DAP silicone high gloss. And if I missed anything, I don't know how you do it, but I have uh, I have a way that by well, the time I'm done cleaning up and everything, I can already touch, and it's nice and glossy. But I can already touch the finish. Yeah. Obviously, don't leave your hand on there. You're gonna leave the handprint. But like for a quick touch up or like you know touching and flash dry is good. It, great. It, flash is great, and I also do it with lacquer, lacquer and acetone. I feel oh, like yeah. it's, it's a lot quicker. I do a mixture of the uh, of both of them when I'm doing. Uh, I do like a twenty percent uh, reduction. Really, so twenty percent reduction. Zero reduction. And I, I have I, my stuff is coming out pretty nice. Pretty crisp. You, you don't have to reduce with Midwest, but um, it just depends how you like the material to come out. If you're used to the viscosity, by all means, you're going to come out perfect. Yeah, but yeah. Um, some guys just like it to come a little looser out of the gun. That's perfectly fine too. I found that uh, if you have that that balance and you let it atomize correctly in the cup and all of that, that you really don't have to reduce. Uh, but there are some guys that I know. They do fifty percent fucking reduction. That's yeah. that's see that to me is wild. Well, um, <clears throat> they, uh, even Midwest tells you Matthew like, to go from, ahead and reduce it. Matthew from Bath Renew, he does like a crazy reduction. I think it's like thirty or forty percent, and he says that it does not come out that fucking that liquidy. I, I tried thirty percent once. I didn't like how thin it was because what I found at that point is I have to give more coats in order for it to get a full finish. Yeah, the more you thin, essentially, the more coats you have to do. But at the 20%, I found it was perfect. My gloss is, like, effortless. I, I spray on one coat. I could literally walk away. It looks stupid glossy. Well, how often do you order from Midwest? I how Oh, that's a good question, man. Too much. I uh, so, <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I pay for shipping way too much. Okay, so if you're getting it fresh also, if you, like, so you'll go in the back and you'll see I have 15 fucking gallons of top coat back there. Yeah. After a little bit of while, it it'll, up it'll and, thick up a little bit. Yeah. So you might have to do that. That's too. also that's another reason. So I buy, 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 make sure it's pretty fresh and make okay. sure of that. Yeah. When it's fresh, you don't need to because they use xylene in the, in the mix Very and it true. comes out fucking, like, velvety bro that, that shit is comes very out true that is actually very true and i could see why if you're getting a very fresh 
why you wouldn't thin because it really does. It just comes out so good. Like when you do custom colors, it's always fresh. It's so, yeah, it's so smooth. Yeah. So, it's, well, you saw, I sent you the photos of the of the gray tile uh, surround that I did two years ago. Yep. I, I just recently went to redo a tub. A client messed it up. It wasn't anything to do with quality or, or it was just, uh, they had a leak, so it rusted. Um, so we went and we took care of them. But I was looking at the grout or the what is it, tile surround? Yeah. And man, I did it in gray and it was a special color, so it was perfect. That I was still surprised. I was like, damn, this thing is still shiny as hell. Like, oh, this yeah. looks good, you know? Oh, yeah. I was pretty proud of myself. <laughs> nice. Yeah. So, uh, also, uh, what I've, I've known, if it's, if it's like bigger grout lines, mm-hmm. I've come like where it's like, uh, like half an inch grout, not oh, half yeah. inch, like a, a I'll third say quarter or inch. Yes, quarter inch. Yes, quarter inch. Yeah. Uh, I don't use caulking much. It'll, sometimes it'll fall through, and this there's nothing behind that tile. Yep. I'll use like a bondo filler, and True. I'll sand it, and yeah. then I'll caulk over the top what, of that. So. Basically, what Bathart told me that they do, they they use a uh, one that's from O'Reilly's that it has a little bit more working time. Uh, it's called U Pool or something like that, and it comes in like you a have some. Squeeze. I've never actually tried it, um, and they they said that it that it works well. Uh, and then I've seen some other guys, what they'll do is they'll do a Bondo and then they have one of those uh, caulking tools, the ones that, the perfect line ones. Yeah. And they'll use that to make the grout line straight. Yep. yep. So to take the excess off so you're not like when you're sanding Obvious, it. Obvious. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. you, even sometimes you don't have to sand it. If it's like a finishing type Bondo, you don't got to sand that shit. Yeah. It comes out so smooth. And then you're going to cover it up anyway. So, but. Yeah, that grout thing has been kind of annoying. It's it's the the only thing that I just haven't perfected, but we're working on it because I just I don't want customers to comp- complain about anything really, but especially something like that where like you know the job looks beautiful, the guys did a really fucking good job, and we all know how hard it is to get good good workers, bro. Oh yeah, and, and something like that, it's like it's demoralizing to them because sometimes even when you're spraying, everything looks perfect, and then. The, the coating starts to set in on that grout, and then it looks like shit. Yep. Sometimes the grouts, especially the sanded ones, you yeah. are required to give an extra coat or two. Oh, no. The other day because I Because they'll soak up all that I, paint. You're I, like, I went ah. to a shower to, to do a quote for a guy. He was an older guy, so I went in person. And um, he had, like, the third-inch thick grout lines, and yeah. it was sanded. I was like, I'm going to have to regrout this with unsanded grout because I'm not spraying that. Like, if these guys spray that, this is going to look terrible. Unless you like the grout lines looking gray, bro. And them older ones complain, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> they complain a little bit. <laughs> yeah. They do. Um, so, back to, like, the whole thing with the uh, PPS system. Bro, we can save you some money on liners, bro. Oh, yeah, that's great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start doing that I immediately. I promise it works. When he handed it to me, he didn't tell me it was a dog poop bags i'm looking at them i'm like i have a dog i'm pretty sure i buy those and uh, <laughs> are they clear or green um well they come in every color they come actually. In every color. so but if i get it clear you can still see the numbers and i always use black but yeah. i'm sure yeah yeah yeah, you, yeah they have to have clear ones they have, they have ones. To have you just got to make sure that it's uh because you know the thing is they put like a they line the bag with something so it, the smell doesn't leave and it's the same shit that i guess that it protects it from melting because mm-hmm. normally with the Midwest catalyst, like it'll melt through plastic, but since that shit's treated with something, it doesn't. And then you just take out the little bag and throw it away. Yep. That's amazing. It's awesome. I know, dude. It's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> well, I, when Danny came over here, so he flew from California to be on the podcast. Yeah. Fucking goat. And he's going to come back. Also, we're planning a show with him and a, another guy from, from uh, Georgia. That's going to be interesting. But uh, he, he was like, bro, what are you doing for your liners? And I'm like, well, I'm I'm buying them. I don't know what the fuck you mean. I'm doing with the lighters. He's like, bro, 
you want to save some fucking money? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, look at these these fucking dog poop bags. He's like, trust me, it sounds fucking crazy, but try it. And I did it, bro. That's funny. Since then, it, honestly, it's such an underrated tip. Yeah, it, it is. is such an underrated money saving tip because again, those system the boxes are expensive now. Right, you're making the you could literally run on one liner for the rest of your days probably because really the paint doesn't ever really touch the liner. Yeah, because the bags over the over. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly, and it also keeps nice. the threads clean. It does. Wow. Because does. remember that that bag is going over, so when you screw in the threads, it's screwing into the it. bag. So like when you take it off, your threads are nice and clean, man. And that's another problem with the PPS that everyone has is that when they, they throw get, them out, they yeah. throw them out because it starts to get caked up and then they can't clean the threads. Which, by the way, you shouldn't throw out an $80 cup. Like, yeah, it, people, people are crazy. That, that's crazy. Yeah, you know what I actually did? Too. Yeah, it's Unless super cracked, easy but, fix. Yeah. Um, I actually just literally bought, and I, this, this is long time coming for me. I just bought a supersonic cleaner for guns. That's so. Cool. I can't wait. Well, and it's not even just guns. It's actually anything. So I'm going to, I can't wait to put my cup in there so I can see again. <laughs> they're, they're pretty caked up now. Yeah. And I got too many guns and I also do cabinets. So I have a, b- a bunch of airlesses. They're all caked up. And sometimes if you, if you just don't clean it that day, like you're trying to rush something the next day, it's just so hard to get it off. Well, I'm going to need to come by and clean like five guns, dude. Dude, it's, it's <laughs> really good. It's, it's actually supposed to be here today. So I, I'm excited. It's so funny, That's dude. Cool. When you're an adult. Tools are your toys now. Oh, yeah. Like, my, you know what my wife gave me for my birthday? She gave me a Festool, an organizer for sandpaper, and I was so freaking excited. Oh, it was nice. just a sandpaper right. holder, you know? I, I saw something, and I, I, I'm <laughs> over here trying to convince my brother that it's a good investment, even though I know it's not. Let me show you this shit. That's funny. It is fucking crazy. You see this before? Dude, shut up. I literally just commented on George that I need to buy that. Okay, uh, yeah, the, uh, the refinishing guys have that. Again. Oh, I'm going to tell you this, though. I'm going to tell you this. The spray cabinets. It, it, is, it, is it awesome? It, yes. It looks like a bitch to clean. I, I wouldn't buy it for your guys. Uh, they're not going to take care of it. They're and not going to take care of like it. And it's like $1,000, It's It's expensive. But, but, bro, I saw George used it for a bathroom. That's like such a perfect application because you could mix a gallon of fucking product and yes. not have to dick around fucking exactly. mixing all day. Exactly. And then... He, like you need to switch out a gun, just unscrew it, put up the new one. It, yes, bro. So that's that's called a pressure cup system, a pressure pressure pot systems. Yeah. I used to paint uh, ambulances and fire trucks and uh, helicopters back in my day, and that was the only way, dude. Like, could you imagine trying to paint a helicopter with a little freaking pressure fed gun? Like, are oh, you kidding man. me? You're gonna be there all day. So it would be a team of like, it would be me and my guys. We usually be three or four. We'd all have. That exactly that, but that's for the turbine system. We would have it for the air feds, and we would just have a huge ass pot. Everybody would be like this and spraying. And oh, the versatility, the two quart pots, the two and a half quart. Yeah, yeah. I, I have some. Marissa, um, she made a video reviewing one. Dude, it is it is so good, especially for like when I do tub and tiles. I roughly spend around sixty four ounces of materials. Uh-huh. Like I, I mix a lot. And I, I don't like to do what a lot of people like to do, whereas they spray, they ran out, they come back out, they mix again. I don't like that. Uh, I think that's so kind of productive. It, it is. And also your material atomizes better if you let it sit. Exactly. So I like to mix it. 
I already have everything. I have more than one PPS cup. So I bring everything with me. I'm in the cup. I also tape myself in there. So the exhaust. Oh, yeah. I'm very, yeah. bro. Like, me too. you're going to have to, we're going to have to go to each other's job sites one day. I'll, I'll shadow you and you shadow me one day. And we'll just, for we'll sure, kind of mess around sure. with it. Vlog um, that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. For, for editing purposes. But when I do that, I have all my cups in there and I'm just ready. I want to spray and I want to get the hell out. I don't want to do the whole in between walking in and out. I have a guy that I, that I'm currently training. And I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of done beating in his head like dude just have everything and all you're doing is you're just spraying for five minutes that's it yeah I still use the aerospace primer with uh, Midwest Chemicals absolutely but the thing is when you're putting the top coat you need that aerospace primer to flash dry at least yeah so I'll 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 do like three things of primer if I'm spraying tub and tile big yep. one. And uh, I'll do all the primer at once. Yep. I'll let that flash dry. Then I'll go mix up the top coat. That that typically. is good too, though. Yeah, yeah. Their so, primer is probably the best. It's on the still market. the best. In the oh, market. it's amazing. Absolutely. Everybody agrees. Even even some of these top coat diehards, they swear by Midwest primer. Uh, Midwest primer is probably one of the best ones on the market. The coverage, the ease of use, and and the self etching on it is fucking well, phenomenal. It, so it's self etching. It's epoxy primer. Yeah. You can throw that on metal. And yeah. you're going to be perfectly fine. I've, I've painted cars with it. I've you, used it as the as literally the first step. You saw the truck that my brother painted. He, he did he use the primer? It. He used yeah, Crosslink dude. and the fucking primer. Absolutely. But I mean, dude, talk about that's never going to fall off. <laughs> so that does make it more durable then. Absolutely. So then that's what I'm going to do for every tub and every counter from here on out. Is I'll do the the wipe on primer and the 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 probably the application yeah. as well. You don't necessarily have to, but. It's one of those things it, to me. You know what I consider that? I consider that literally just a small little sense of security. Like I know for a fact nothing's going to happen here. I, I actually used the primer on 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 this countertop. Yeah, yeah this looks great. I used to, uh, thank you, thank you. And what then, do, what so, do you guys do? You guys don't do counters typically, though, do you? We do counters pretty often. It's just we don't the so, multi spec. Like I just, it's hard to get the guys to record. I'm not there at every job, especially anymore. And like lately, I've been telling the guys like, when you're at a fucking job, record, please. But we do we do counters pretty often. But yeah. it's a lot of bathroom work, bro. Like what? Every day. I mean, look at this past week. I'll I'll, I'll sneak peek you on what the fuck we had going on this week. Yeah, it was I, a busy I'm starting week. to pick up myself, which is freaking awesome. That is pretty fucking. Yeah. Cool. So <laughs> December for me was pretty slow. I didn't plan it accordingly. Um, it was my first real December that slowed down. Uh, so next year I'm already going to plan this out. I'm probably just going to put double the ads on November. Yeah. 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 Just do something like that. But. I'm hoping to be expanded by then. So we'll Good. see. We'll see. Good. Absolutely. We'll on, see. Absolutely. on Monday, we're doing two tub and tiles, a shower, a tub, and then a tub at the apartment complex that you That's did. That's the crew. And then Tuesday, tub, another two tub and tiles, and a shower. Like, we were doing some hotel work, a shower pan, uh, another tub and tile, and a shower, a garden tub and a shower. That's still just Tuesday. Like, yeah, that, and the, uh, that's great. my whole week. <laughs> yeah, like every day. That, that's the whole having a crew, bro. The, the yeah. guys are usually double booked, and the way I double book, and this is a nice tip for you because if you're gonna start expanding, you get, you cannot think of the schedule as like one technician every a day. Like, like a, a day, like a day per job. That's the wrong way to do it. Get the most out of them. The way you do it is. Have your guy who's going to shadow you who's going to be the guy who sprays, right? After that, get someone as a prep tech. And what you're going to do is you're going to be like, look, you go do a tub and towel this morning. You go prep a tub. On your way back from the tub and towel, you spray the tub. Now you're getting a guy doing a tub and towel and a tub in one day, eight hours. 
and you're getting the most out of them, they're going to be chilling because all they got to do is spray at the other place. Yep. That's what I've been fucking doing. Yeah, Genius, bro. Yeah. It bro, works. it is fucking phenomenal. It works. I, I'll send my tech. He's doing a tub and towel for seven fucking 50, 800 bucks. Then I got the guy doing a tub with strip for 650. By the time he's done at the other place, the shit's already done, prepped. Yep. And all he has to do is spray it. Well, you know, the beauty about that is you're actually setting a system. Yep. Because you're hiring people. You, you've already mastered your, your first guy. Levels. Exactly. Yeah. There's levels to this. There literally is levels to this. I, I, and I've tried myself hiring someone to do it all. Dude, it takes a while for you to just get prep. Yeah. So Which is, you're, you're giving them real-world experience prepping. Exactly. They need to know what a sprayer is looking for. Your, your guy who's the first sprayer that's beside you, he needs to have the balls to be like, bro, this is how I like it. So you better it better be like that. And then that's going to program in their head what to expect when they start spraying. Yep. Like, it needs to be clean as fuck. I want it masked like this. Like, because they don't want to do extra work. They want to come in and just spray. Absolutely. That's the fucking idea, right? They just did a tub and tile. They don't want to fucking... But that's the way I've been doing it. Man, like... It's easy to make fourteen hundred bucks in a day on two regular ass jobs like that, bro. And are you? Uh, who, who are you paying more, the prepper or the sprayer? Because it seems like sprayers doing a lot less work. The sprayer, the yeah. sprayer. You know why? Because it's a build up to get it, there. Well, here's the thing, and this is what I always tell the preppers, bro. I'm Definitely. like, look, at the end of the day, the one who gets us paid is the final application. That's it. Like no one's paying for you to prep the tub and walk away. And it gives them something to work towards. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that, that's so funny because because what he has now and what he's had done is <laughs> it, it works so genius. So the sprayer will go to the second job site where the where the guys the prepper is prepping, and the prepper is actually so wanting to spray that the sprayer comes and just watches him. So now he's kind of like the manager of there. So he's managing. He's not even spraying. He's getting paid for that. But now his job is to make sure that that dude is doing it right. And now the prepper is excited because he's moving on from prepping to spraying because he's been seeing it so long. And he's like, man, I want to spray. And that's usually naturally the mentality of all these preppers. You know what I've been getting is like, because, you know, I don't pay them bad either. 20 bucks an hour is what I'm paying. Really good. A prepper. But but at the same time, I tell them. Bro, four hours is max for you prepping, bro. You better get the hell out. But what I've been having is them call me like, hey, yo, I'm going to clock out, but I'm going to stick around so I can see him spray. And then the last time I, uh, the tech called me, he's like, yo, uh, I let this guy spray the first like couple coats. And he sent me a video of it. And like, that's easier for them. They're just kind of managing. They're trying to, you know, they're molding a technician to be like them. And that's exactly. that's what you want. Because if they're good, then they're going to be good if they learn from him, right? Yep. And and it's also, they're, they're taking the initiative to be like, hey, I'm going to stay. Like, I don't even need to be clocked in. I'm just letting you know. And like, you know, because they don't want to get in trouble either just being there for seven hours prepping. They Like, uh, I know that that's bullshit. Yeah. But, uh but yeah, that's what's been happening, and it's been so much better, bro. Because trying to teach everybody everything, like a lot of people can't learn that way. You got a lot of people. The prep needs to be mastered before they take the next step. Yep. You know, my my top guy, Ralph, he learned that way. He was my brother's prep tech for like two years, and he was always interested in the spring. But it took a while for him to get the spring down. It took him about a good six months of fucking jobs up. To get it down pat. <laughs> but not, that's what it takes. Though. But he already had the prep. So the prep was always clean. Even though the finish might not have been 100%, there was a lot of people who were cool with it because it, it stuck and the material like is on there the right way because he prepped it right. Yeah, and most people, what they're looking for is just, hey, I want brand new. So, I mean, I still you still want to provide the best customer sure. service, best Absolutely. tub you can possibly give. 
because there's going to be the people that, you know, meticulous. Oh, I used to spray cars back in the day. So now I get to see what your finish is. Man, have like. I ran into that. Oh, man, that's a fun one. So. You know, it, I show off at that point in time. I really do. Not to do my own horn. I'm a killer refinisher, uh, especially when it comes to cars and tubs. So, like, when someone tells me that, I'm like, I got you, fams. Like, I got you. Like, <laughs> Just take care of them. All right, let, let, uh, let's end that first uh, episode here, and then we'll pick it up. We'll do another one. And maybe another one after that. Who knows? Yeah, Conversation's cool. going well. But we're already 40 minutes in. Flies by in here. Awesome, yeah. awesome. All right. Can I take a bathroom break? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Listening to the Bathtub Refinishing Podcast. If you liked what you heard, be sure to keep up with the Bathtub Guys on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Or visit bathtubguys.com for more. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.